Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. First down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. Okay, everybody, thanks again for joining us here on Eagles Unfiltered. I'm your co-host, Ed Kratz, with my colleague, John McMullen. We're with SI.com Eagle Maven. And uh, practice again today on Thursday was the Eagles' last practice heading into their off day on Friday. It was day eight today. And, uh, John, what did you think of uh, anything you saw out there today? Well, first off, I think off the field, we got to start about one thing that Nick Sirianni said before practice. This was the final install practice. So the offense is in completely. This is the offense. Number eight, he said there were eight install practices. We had number eight today. On the field, I think we got to talk about Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager was a big storyline. Nick Sirianni on field really erupted at him. I mean, if you think about it, Jay-Z was bumping in the background. We were right by those speakers, Ed. And when you're right by those speakers on the field, they're big and they're loud, and you can't hear the person right next to you, but you could hear Nick Sirianni yelling at Jalen Rager for some kind of mental error or missed assignment. That was yesterday. That was, yeah, that was, that yesterday. was on Wednesday. That was now, yesterday, and he today. bounced back today. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, I, I was sort of setting that up in the fact that he got this tough coaching. You know, you can go one of two ways. You can get bitter about it or you can get better from it. He had his best day by far today. Yeah. Had a brilliant, and I mean brilliant, one-handed catch. I was happened to be standing was red zone one-on-one drills uh, right at the edge where he caught the football. It was tremendous Odell Beckham-like catch, just snatching it out of the air. It, you know, you heard a murmur from the crowd that was there. It was so impressive. Yeah. And then later he had a drop. But even in the drop, it was a great route. Terrific it was a route. great double move route where he lost Darius Slay. Should have had a touchdown, dropped the football. So yeah. it's still a work in progress. But really, first time this summer, I don't know about you, I saw Jalen Rager and I saw, okay, this is the guy the Eagles told us they were getting at number 21 overall back in the, what are we now, 2020 draft. Right. Um, yeah, that, and that the, the play, that one-handed catch you're talking to, yeah, it happened right in front of us, which made it even more eye-opening because, you know, it really happened at our feet. You know, they let us get pretty close to the action uh, on that sideline, and Rager really, uh, and it was a great throw from Jalen Hurts. You can't, uh, actually, it was Nick, Nick Mullins. Mullins. Nick, Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins made that throw. Yeah. Nick Mullins had a really good 
really uh, good uh, session. Yeah, yeah, with that one-on-one session. And he made a terrific throw. And, you know, Rager went up and got it with one hand, kind of twisting in the air. And Slay had good coverage. Tremendous blanket coverage. And then the, the, play. the play where you mentioned where he, had, he ran the great route. I mean, you don't get more wide open in the NFL in the red zone than what Rager was after he shook loose from Slay yeah. with a terrific pattern. Yeah. But then he just dropped the ball. I mean, and it was right in his hands, nobody around him. And he was really upset. You know, he threw out a couple expletives and, you know, stormed up the sideline. He was very angry at himself. But it was also a day to feature Jalen Rager. He, there was a lot of, um, uh, what did I tell you, John? This truck would begin backing yeah, up something in five minutes. every people. day here yeah, to here, here we go. Yeah, so we were going to dot the eye. You see the birds yeah. behind us? We were thinking about a way to dot the eye. But couldn't make it work. But anyway, uh, it really was a day to feature Rager. He was very active in 11-on-11, 7-on-7s. It wasn't the only catch he made. I saw him make a few other catches, some deep throws uh, that he was able to latch on to. And, um, you know, that tongue uh, lashing, I guess you could say, that Sirianni gave him on, on uh, Wednesday seemed to really kind of pay yeah, off. Yeah, because it can go both ways. Right. I thought it was interesting. You mentioned team drills. He caught a long pass from Joe Flacco. And, you know, the offense was celebrating a little bit, and first guy there was Nick Sirianni among the first people, you know, celebrating with Jalen Rager. So hopefully, um, again, hopefully the coaching worked. There's no bad blood because the Eagles really need Jalen Rager. No question about that. Uh, absolutely. And I, and I think this was a good step in the right direction. Heading into the off day on Friday in a good frame of mind, they come back Saturday morning and then Sunday night at the link. Uh, will be the first open to the public practice. I think there'll probably be at least 25,000 people there, um, maybe more. I mean, I know it's a big Phillies-Mets weekend this weekend. That's a big pennant race going on here with the Phillies and Mets. By there. the way, is that a night game? Do we know yet? <laughs> I got to check. I don't know. I got to uh, avoid the traffic, people. Tell me. Yeah, and listen. At JF McMullen. Yeah, yeah and, if you, and if you are coming down to the complex Sunday night, you might want to leave early if you're coming to see the uh, Eagles, especially if the Mets are in town uh, for the night game, if it's a night game Sunday night, but we don't know. Um, but we'll be here, that's for sure. No matter how long it takes us to get in, uh, we will be at that open practice. I can't wait for that. Um, it's always a good eye-opener for some of these Eagles rookies. Now, they did have their last spring practice there, June 4th. They were in the stadium. Some of the guys talked about, you know, some of the young guys who'd never done that, the rookies, who were like, yeah, it was pretty cool. So now they're going to step into it with actual people there, and it's going to be even cooler. So, um, you know, that's something to really keep an eye on uh, Sunday night. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting because in years past, they've had over 30,000 people, close to 40,000 yeah. one year. Uh, remember... We didn't get to do this last year right. with not a lot of people. So it's going to be interesting to sort of take the temperature of the fan base, where they are with a new head coach, new quarterback, how excited they are about this season. One of the cool moments I thought today came kind of at the press conference when, again, Boston Scott looks like he's preparing for a life outside of football as a uh, security. Scott security. Yeah, you know, we saw him do it with Jordan Mulata when Mulata spoke earlier in camp, and then he did it with Anthony Harris, or no, uh, Greg Ward. He was uh, Greg Ward was on stage, and Scott stood right next to him with his dark glasses on, and then... I think it was Milton the first time, right? Milton not, Williams. Not, oh, yeah, it was Milton Williams, that's right. Yeah, yeah gosh. Uh, yeah. Everything runs together. Yeah, it yeah. does, but today was Ward. Yes. Scott's standing there on stage, and after a few minutes, Jordan Mulata, you see him waiting in the wings, and then Mulata comes out, and I thought he was going to talk to us uh, about how he's won the left tackle job. Uh, of course, that hasn't happened, but Mulata picks up 
Boston Scott like he's a you know a three-year-old and airlifts him several feet out of the media tent and onto the grass. Uh, just kind of, yeah. you know, it was really... They're having fun. Moral of that story, though, is go with the Jordan Mylotta security service because he's going <laughs> to do a better job than Boston. Yeah. Uh, 6'8", 300, and what are we saying, 70-pound guy? 380. Uh, 380. Years old, Brian Boldinger said that. that yeah. Mulatto weighs 381. He felt Three. too late at 360. I asked felt, him felt point blank about his weight. Yeah. And Mulatto's like, that's a question I'll never answer. Yet he must have answered it for Baldinger. Well, Baldy's a fellow offensive lineman. You know how tight yeah. those guys are. But well, I, I played offensive line back in high school. So, you know, I don't know. I got some credentials, I guess. Not enough. But um, I will say that... Uh, NFL is a little bit different than high school, but little. that's probably where the club differential yeah. comes in. But it's interesting because we got to talk to Nate Herbig today as well. Yeah. And we talked in the past about Lane Johnson, that offensive line room, how they bust on each other. I think that's the theme of the day. Guys having fun. Boston Scott's trying to lighten things up. You know, when Anthony Harris, you mentioned he was on the podium, Darius Slay is trying to lighten things up, uh, screaming and and trying to trying to get his focus away from the press yeah. conference. Yeah. This team's trying to have fun and trying to get through this, and it, it is the dog days. I think we can officially say that. So yeah, uh, that's part is positive. I'm going to shift gears, though, because I don't want to talk too much about Deshaun Watson. You guys know the rumors. I don't think anything has changed on that front. But I do want to talk about it. Nick Sirianni, again, was given the opportunity. It was placed in front of him. Like, we're in front of this bird sign. <laughs> Placed in front of him. Name, please, essentially name Jalen Hurts your starting quarterback. Nobody's taking a first-team rep in this camp other than Jalen Hurts. And he, again, refused to do it. Yeah, listen, I mean, he's got his reasons, I'm sure. You know, maybe we should ask him, is Miles Sanders your starting running back? And, you know, see what his answer is to that. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I can I can kind of see some benefit to it. It's kind of obvious that he's going to be the starter, right? Unless something unforeseen happens in camp. But yeah, it's weird that he's not kind of putting it out there that yeah, he's my starter. Um, maybe he doesn't want Hurts to get too comfortable. Not that I think he would, but it's just it is strange that he hasn't done that yet. And I asked Sirianni at his presser today. Uh, you know, on day one, him and Howie Roseman both said they want to see Hurts. Uh, take the reins of this offense and that's kind of when Sirianni revealed that this is still the install period um didn't even commit to saying yeah he's taking the reins he says no we're still going here um so he's not committing to that either uh, I guess now that every install has been made uh now we'll begin to see maybe if Hertz can take the reins and if he can't you know that Deshaun Watson thing that's not going away no um, no it's not I I don't but you know, like you mentioned Jordan Mailata. You thought he was going to tell us he won the job. <laughs> you know, he's he's rotating days with Andre Dillard throughout. Yeah, right. You know, we're through eight practices today. It was Jordan's day, number four. It's 4-4. Four, four. Presumably, uh, when we get back to practice on Saturday, it'll be Andre Dillard's day. And then at Lincoln Financial Field, it'll be 5-5. Five, five. That's a legitimate competition. That's why I brought up no one has taken even one first-team rep at quarterback in this camp other than Jalen Hurts, but for some reason they refuse to call him the starting quarterback. It's just a little bit bizarre to me. Yeah, sure is. Um, so, okay, let's talk a little bit. Tyreek Jackson, 
Um, he's the second camp crush I've he had so far. He might be so the far. starting quarterback. Uh, <laughs> he hasn't taken that. John's kidding. He hasn't taken any <laughs> reps as a quarterback. He even said when we talked to him in the mixed zone area that he's not even throwing the ball. He's but. Boy, he's looked awfully good making that transition from former University of Buffalo quarterback to the tight end position. He seems to have a good grasp of the routes that he's running. Uh, he's very good at catching the football. I don't know how he is as a blocker. Haven't really stood out too much or, or paid attention too much in the blocking with him. Um, so he, he's making this transition, but he's looked really good. And when you when you talk about the quarterback position. Uh, as Jerry Jones' helicopter flies above us here. Um, it's not Jerry Jones' helicopter. But anyway. When you could, talk be. About the, could, could be. Could be. Could be. There's no star on it, though. But uh, when you talk about the uh, tight end position, uh, you have Zach Ertz still here, Dallas Goddard. And then if they keep a third guy, who is that third guy? You have Richard Rodgers, the veteran they brought in late. Um, Tyreek Jackson, who looks like, okay, yeah, he's a developmental guy, but he, he's really catching on quickly. Uh, and then you have Jack Stoll, who I, I really think has had a nice underrated camp uh, so far. He looks like he can catch everything, and he might be a better blocker. So, you know, th this third tight end position uh, really bears watching, I think. And, and if they even keep three, I, I think yeah. they will. I think they will. But Doug in the past has kept two. Right. But when he didn't have that sort of third option, Josh Perkins, it seemed, would get – injured every year at the end of camp um, and they keep two tight ends I think on two different occasions right now they're so deep at, at the tight end position with Sackert's here and who knows you know there's still an opportunity that he could be moved clearly uh, he's still got some issues in Sackert's but he's being a professional he's playing very well in camp I think Nick Sirianni wants him here I can say that because yeah. he's seen he has some issues still at the wide receiver position. He sees what Zach Ertz is a player uh, close up. So I think he's softening his stance on uh, trying to get more 12 personnel on the field. But I would just say this. Jack Stoll, you're right, but you can get Jack Stoll through waivers and on the practice squad. I don't know if you can do that with Tyreek Jackson, especially if you play him in the preseason. People are going to look at this kid, and he's so big. I compare him to Jordan Mailata at the tight end position. Just the athleticism, the freakish size, the length, it it's really stands out. And he's got a long way to go, but I will say this. When you play quarterback, you have sort of an innate, innate feeling of the offense and route running. Help Greg Ward uh, become an NFL wide receiver because he understands routes. He understands what the quarterback wants. Tyree Jackson has that as a tight end. Yeah, he, he does, and you're right. I'm not sure you can get him to the practice squad, especially because you now have preseason games. Uh, he's not a guy that will be easily hidden at 6'7". You wonder how much he's going to partake in the preseason. I would think you're going to run him a lot, but if he really puts some good stuff on tape, uh, you might risk losing him, uh, and you might have another Logan Thomas-type player on your hand, the, the, the tight end in Washington that made the switch from QB at Virginia Tech to tight end. It took him a couple years, but, you know, Jackson had talked about after the practice today that, you know, he, he is really learning a lot about detailing routes and patterns from Suriani, from Aaron Moorhead, from Shane Steichen, that he really feels like 
he's getting a really good lesson on how to run routes. Now, again, uh, you know, I think the Eagles are going to want to run the ball this year, and I'm not sure how good of a blocker he is. Yeah, that um, could be a problem. That, that uh, could be an issue. But you know, as the NFL, the modern NFL kind of evolves, more and more you have these slot receivers that are essentially, you know, king-size wide receivers, flex tight ends, they like to call them. So you'll need a blocker, and maybe Jack Stoll can do that. And you have that complementary nature down the line. But I think it's more important to have the explosive receiver at the tight end position in the modern NFL. Mm-hmm. He's got a chance to be that. It's yeah. not going to happen this year. You're right. It's a developmental player. but And that's why I bring up Jordan Mailata. Look where he was. Look where he is now. You might have that same ability to develop a player at tight end. And, you know, you mentioned we talked about this off-air. Hakeem Butler was once the projected developmental tight end, the receiver from Iowa State. Uh, but now they've moved him to the wide receiver position, so they've given up on making him a tight end. So, And he's got good size, but now he's with the receivers. His chances of making the team have gone down, I'm sure. Uh, probably another practice squad guy. But that's what they think of Tyree Jackson, I believe, uh, uh, because they've moved Butler out of that tight end uh, position. And you'll see. The pads come on, as we said, and it'll be more difficult. He's going to have hiccups, no question. It's not going to be a star right off the bat, but I think it's a player it's worth investing in uh, to find a way to keep him around. And if you have to find a way, remember, Jordan Mailata, again, I'm, I'm, I'm beating this to death, but his first two years, they kept him on the roster because they thought they might lose him. He wasn't going to help the team, so maybe you have to use a 53-man roster spot on, on Tyree Jackson. All right, well, that's going to do it for us here today. I can't wait to see fans at the link on Sunday night. Really looking forward to that. Also looking forward to the day off on Friday. Of course, we will continue to write uh, for you to hopefully read us at uh, uh, eaglemaven.com or uh, at si.com slash NFL slash Eagles. So, yeah, we'll keep you covered until uh, we see you Sunday night. Hopefully we'll see you Sunday night. Thanks again for listening. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.